Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology, and today we're going to be talking about a really interesting subject. We're going to compare the charts of Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler um, to see what we can learn. Uh, it's also going to be about using your intuitive psychic and counseling abilities in a reading, and this is from Chapter 10 of my book, Lifting the Veil becoming your own best astrologer. So if you are interested in this book or my other books or uh, finding out about how to set up a reading with me, uh, just go to northnodeastrology.com and it's there. Uh, it's all there. So, um, and if you like this podcast today, I would love it if you would give me a review or some likes on the Apple podcast, uh, just to let me know that you're there. Anyway, um, looking forward to going into this book with you this, uh, this afternoon, and let's go for it. Bye-bye. Okay, so today I'm going to be sharing uh, part of my book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. And there's more information on that on Amazon.com and NorthNodeAstrology.com. And I'm going to be comparing in part uh, the charts of Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler. And we're going to be talking about using your intuitive, psychic, and counseling abilities in a reading. A lot of astrology is based on an intuitive understanding of the chart that happens after the astrologer has taken the chart apart, like a puzzle, and puts it back together again. The first part of the preparation is the left brain rational note taking on what is seen, and the second part is the pondering, the synthesizing, and the allowing of images to arise. And what happens to me is that after pondering a chart for a couple of hours before reading, I usually get an aha about the client's questions and the planetary symbolism comes together into a little epiphany. Now, there is room in a reading for the intuitive and psychic realm to enter, although you may wish not to say it as the client has asked for an astrology reading, not a psychic reading. I use the impressions that arise intuitively to ask my client questions I won't jump to conclusions, but I will ask questions related to that intuitive feeling that I have. Sometimes it's correct, sometimes not. I think it's a natural tool that most astrologers use, whether they realize it or not. Now, if you've done the work on the chart, if you've analyzed it, take a few moments to sit with it and allow the impressions to arise. Listen to what the client is asking from you, even what he or she has not asked. Listen to your psyche and make a few notes about what you sense so that this can become part of the reading too. As for the counseling skills, well, we can all use good listening skills and counseling techniques, such as repeating back to the client what they've just said so that they understand that they're really being heard. 
Clients need to know that you are following their train of thought and that you get it. And sometimes that just takes a pause and perhaps a request for more information or to ask them how they feel about what was just said. Now, do you remember um, several chapters ago? Well, this wouldn't be for the podcast, but I I talked about an equation um, that goes fate plus free will equals destiny. Assuming uh, too much uh, is always a mistake many astrologers make. We see uh, signs in certain houses and signs and aspects, and we don't ask or just don't listen well enough to know how the client is living out those tendencies that are seen in the birth chart. Their choices, their free will choices, if used wisely, will override any negativity in the chart. So that equation of fate plus free will equals destiny, that free will part is extremely, is is the most important part. Fate is kind of like our givens. You know, you were you were born male or female or this or that, and uh, our, our destiny how things turn out is a combination of our givens and our free will choices. For example, two people can have very similar charts or even be twins, and you'll see some similarities between them, but often much difference. They've had some of the same influences on them, but they've made different choices. The bottom line is that they are different souls despite similarities in the chart, and they each are responsible for their choices, even when confronted by the same transits, problems, or opportunities. So that's often a question with twins. Yes, the charts are the same, but we're talking about two separate souls here who have separate past life histories, uh, the reincarnational story is different, but they've come together with a, a similar chart. But here's another example of um, two charts that I think is very interesting. Uh, Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler had similar birth charts. Um, of course, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are in the same sign and degree, which is correct for anyone born that close in in time to each other. And there are many commonalities between the two charts, even though at first glance they may look different. Unfortunately, I can't show my podcast listeners here what the charts are, but you could look them up. But I'll, I'll tell you about them a little bit. Both men have their sun signs at the cusp of Aries and Taurus. Aries was a very fitting sign for Charlie Chaplin because he was such a pioneer in his field of silent films. And although you could say Adolf was pioneering, I'd say that Hitler learned more, uh, leaned more into the persistence, fixed qualities of Taurus. <clears throat> Remember, both men had, had were right on the cusp between the Aries and the Taurus. Well, Hitler tried several times. Um, to get into art school, as many of you may remember, and he was refused, and he had defeats in his early military life, but he persisted in true Taurus manner. 
by the way, Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, his famous book during his first Saturn return at age 29, which set down his plan for Germany's domination of the world, while Charlie Chaplin at the same time was perfecting his tramp persona, which led him to fame. But perhaps most significant in both their charts is the Mars-Venus conjunction in the seventh house of marriage and intimate relationships and the square those planets make to Saturn. Mars-Venus describes great charisma when conjoined like that, yet particularly with the square to Saturn, we know that they both had several wives and a lot of pain in personal relationships. There was probably also a sexual quirkiness there too, with the blockage, that square from Saturn. Hitler's perversions are well known and wrote about, but Charlie too was married four times, and the last time when he was he was 53 and his wife was 18, they had eight children together. In the personal lives of both men, they experienced many similar things. Both lost their mothers at an early age. Charlie's moon in Scorpio and Hitler's moon in Capricorn are both challenging placements in terms of having warm relationships with mothers. Charlie's mother had a nervous breakdown when he was five, and she was confined for 18 years till Charlie Chaplin was able to bring her to Hollywood and buy her a beach house where she would live for the rest of her life. Charlie's father was a severe alcoholic who died in his 30s. Hitler was embarrassed by both his parents, and particularly by his mother's inbreeding within the family. She had four babies die prematurely, and the other two were mentally ill. And then there was the birth of Adolf. He worried about bad blood coming from his mother and father and within his country. Both men had Neptune conjunct Pluto, with the Pluto projecting powerfully and the Neptune capturing the imagination of their audiences. They each spoke their minds powerfully and uniquely. Mercury was in Aries for them, and with Saturn at the highest point in both their charts, they would likely be successful in their fields, or at least well-noticed. They both had south nodes in Capricorn and north nodes in Cancer, which would be a sole directive to embrace the feminine nurturing sides of their Cancer north node nature and to come home to themselves psychologically, a direction Charlie Chaplin was eventually able to do, but not Hitler, who eventually committed suicide. They made different choices all along the way. Interesting, too, they both had their north node in the ninth house, prescribing a use of the higher mind in their lives, but Hitler also had Chiron there as well, uh, the wounded healer archetype, suggesting a wound in that area. Interesting footnote, too, is that Charlie Chaplin actually did a little movie called, quote, The Dictator, if you have the time, take a good look at their charts and read more about their lives and the choices that they made. 
But my aim in this chapter is not to examine the charts of these two men, but to have you remember the point that we've been making here in this chapter. Listen to your client. Listen to the choices they've made so far. Are they living out their south node? Are they using their north node? If Saturn is harshly aspected, as in these charts, ask them how their first Saturn return was at roughly age 29. The choices made at that age are very important and will often set the tone of the rest of life until the Uranus opposition or the second Saturn return. Now, don't jump too quickly to any conclusions and end up with a bias, but listen to your intuition in a reading. A typical 60-minute session, uh, you're not going to be able to know their whole story, but after about a half hour, you're likely to have a second and stronger insight into who they are. And the last moments of the reading are often the most important as the chart is really understood from both the intuitive and counseling perspectives and the astrological uh, as well. All right, so I'm going to stop right there for today. And I hope this has been interesting to you folks. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.